Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Bueller, and I'm here with my co-host and twin sister, Brittany. Hey, guys. So we have another interview for you guys this week. Our guest is the only gymnast to win three junior national championships, which she did three years in a row. And she was considered by many to be one of the most promising junior gymnasts at the turn of the century. Although she didn't achieve her dream of competing at the Olympics, she is still a total badass for attempting to come back at the age of 32 after having three kids and being retired from the sport for over a decade. Here to talk about the trials and triumphs of her gymnastics career is the one and only Crystal Uzelak. So the last time you and I talked, you were back in the gym training and you were attempting a comeback. Uh, we yes. haven't seen anything from you in a while, so I thought maybe yeah. you could just start by giving us an update on what you're up to these days and how you're doing and things like that. Okay, yeah. Um, well, I am not training at this moment. Um, I stopped training in March. Um, well, I did the KPAC meet, and I actually hurt. I broke my toe, my big toe, and hurt my ankle right before that meet. So I only did beam. And after that, I just kind of um, kept with the conditioning. So maybe if I wanted to jump back into it, I could. But I decided, no, um, it was already rough trying to come over an injury, and I didn't really get started yet. <laughs> so um, I stuck with the conditioning, and I ended up having surgery on my toe in November. Uh, so I'm recovering from that still. So I just basically, I, I started a new business called Crystal's K3 Fitness. So I am just a fitness instructor now, and I'm loving every part of that. <laughs> so how did it feel for you to put on a leotard again, especially after having kids and, you know, being a mom? Yeah, yeah awkward. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> awkward. Uh, it felt very different. Um, it didn't feel like I should have been in a leotard. <laughs> but, um, no, it, it felt good at a point, you know. Um, I definitely didn't train in leotards all the time, but I would put them on just so I could actually get used to them again. Um, but, yeah, it, it was definitely different, but, you know, always brought back those memories of, you know, training and wanting to do it. And, you know, I just, I just love the sport so much that I just was – loving that I could be able to do it and my kids see me do it so mm -hmm. that was amazing what kind of things were you like most nervous about before going into one of the meets well I was not myself for sure um when I competed as a younger kid I never got nervous I don't think I've ever had nerves going into even championships and things like that so as an adult with three kids going to my very first meet I was like who is this person why am I so nervous like I got all worked up and you know my hands were shaking I just kept telling because my brother actually was my coach at that at my very first meet at the Buckeye I'm like I don't know what's going on like this isn't me so it was a different feel it was a definitely different um, thing that I was never prepared for because I was never to like that and actually Kim Zemeskel, um, I was in her group, so she was a very big help. And I knew she went through a, you know, a comeback, so we got to talk. And, you know, she was my idol uh, growing up, Kim was. So just seeing her again and having her talk me down on some things was amazing. She was just uh, an amazing person to be around that day. 
That's so interesting that like you weren't nervous back when you were younger, but then as an adult, you were so nervous. That's kind of- I know. I don't know if that's because I'm a mom now <laughs> and I'm nervous for my kids. Like they're not allowed to do anything. I'm like, no, 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 get off that tree. Don't do this. And as a kid, I'm climbing, you know, all these trees and doing back hip circles and stuff on them. So yeah, it's a whole different feeling being a mom and, you know, being out there and I think just the fear of, I don't want to get hurt, and I don't want my kids to see that, and um, things like that go through your head, but um, yeah, I was super nervous, but after the first meet, you kind of get off that, those nerves, and I was really excited for the second meet, but then I just, the week before, I I got hurt, and I wasn't quite sure if I was going to go or not, and that, and that was interesting, because I didn't have a coach to go with me that for that meet. Um, we host competitions at our own gym and we were running our own meet at that the same weekend so my mom and my brother couldn't make it so I had to get my husband <laughs> qualified and take all the tests and get him his background check and all this stuff rushed so he could actually just stand on the floor with me he is not a gymnastics person at all he I was gonna nothing. ask <laughs> <laughs> nothing so I was like, just stand there and just be a person. If I need that, like with my vault and stuff, because I was planning on doing vault. So he came in for two practices and, you know, I was teaching him how to set my board and what I would need for certain things. And he was a trooper. He did really well. <laughs> That's so funny. So I want to talk about your elite career a little bit. You were a top junior. You won three consecutive junior national titles. I believe you were the only one to ever do that, which is pretty yeah. impressive. No, um, so did you like being at the top of the ranks or did you feel some sort of pressure to have to like maintain this certain level of you know perfection? Yeah, um, well, I was honestly just talking about this with my mom. Um, but I, like I said, I never had the nerves of an, for any competition and, and I did have uh, really great coaches especially Jack Carter who was one of my coaches he just always told me to always have fun go out there have fun pretend it's practice and I did and I I was such a maybe a naive kid at the time like I just they were saying I was going to a competition I went to a competition I, I didn't I wasn't the type of kid to look at my scores or know my placement in anything. I just never looked and never knew. And I just actually went out to a competition and had fun. So I, yes, I loved being at the top. That was awesome. You know, growing up almost every single meet that I went to, I, I was on top. And, and I don't think I felt that pressure at all. But I never knew I was going to win either. Like, so going into the competition was like, huh, yeah, I'm going to win. No, I was, I was never, ever like that. Even at championships, you have to line up in the back in your order that you won. And I'm standing there like a kid in a candy store, just kind of like, hey, guys. And they're like, congratulations. I'm like, for what? And they're like, well, you won. I was like, oh, <laughs> thank you. You know, like I, I just never cared. I just love the sport so much that I just kind of went out there and did my job. We worked so hard. Um, so I knew if I did my job, I was going to do well. I didn't know if I was going to win or not, but I knew I was going to do okay. So, um, yeah, I don't think I ever really felt the pressure of I have to stay on top. Um, I mean, it's always there, but I think I just love 
what I was doing so much that I just kind of just did my job and was hoping, you know, to come out first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And talk a little bit about the transition to the senior level. I know you dealt with some injuries when you got to be a senior. Where were you at physically and mentally at that point in time? Well, when I was going into a senior, so I won three junior nationals. And honestly, I I will say almost after every championship, um, I wrote a little note to my parents saying I wanted to quit. So, I mean, I would win, and it would be amazing, and we would have to just keep training and training and training, and I just, I think as a younger kid, I was just like, well, I just want to be a kid. Can't I just, I, I want to quit. And, you know, I swear my parents have stacks full of I want to quit notes, but I don't think they were ever serious notes. I just kind of, you know, had that point where at the end of the season, and I'm, I'm exhausted. Um but going into senior, I was actually, I think, the best I've ever been going into that 2000, what was it, 2002 mm-hmm. uh, season. I, I was confident. I was doing well. I I was expected to win the 2002 championships, and then I broke my toe. And, you know, I only competed one full day and bars the next. And after that, things just kind of unraveled. Um I was recovering from that and just trying to, you know, you only have two more years or what year and a half or whatever it was to get ready for the Olympics. So the pressure of we got to get you healthy and we got to get you back to where you were was kind of building up on me. And, you know, I was turning into, I was 16. So I was becoming that not so pleasant person to be around. And, you know, I was just, tired and exhausted from people always telling me what to do and it just didn't feel like I was the one wanting to do it Mm -hmm. so I know I quit again this was so long ago I don't exactly know when I quit but I know I didn't compete in 2003 um I don't even think I competed at all I'm not I'm not sure I know I think it was maybe it was 2003 classics um I just was awful. <laughs> I actually was very sick before the competition. I was um, very dehydrated from always going into the bathroom and I was vomiting and I had a rash all over my body and told the coaches that, that I, I don't think I physically can do this competition. And um, as you could see, I did the comp- <laughs> the competition, and it was awful. It wasn't – I couldn't – I'm surprised I did the stuff I did because I was just not feeling very well. So we did it, and honestly, after that competition, my parents pulled me from the meet. I didn't even stay for awards, I don't think. So um, kind of after that, it was um, downhill with depression and – the lack of wanting to do it anymore because I don't, it wasn't for me. Um, Things started happening at the gym where the coaches were telling me it wasn't about me anymore. It was about them. They wanted to make it to the Olympics. It's who cares who goes, but if, you know, you need to get out there still and push yourself. And, and when the office people start coming out and telling you, you have to do it because it's for park X. Well, I, maybe I shouldn't have said the name, but like, um, it, it just, I had enough. So I was driving at the time and I left 
practice saying, mom, I just, this isn't for me anymore. So I quit for a while and, um, but you know, I, I, I moved my family, we moved to, for me to go to the Olympics and I still wanted to go, of course. So I did train at a different gym with my mom for a while, for a few months. And then I was like, this isn't getting me anywhere. <laughs> like if I do want to do the Olympics, I think I have to go back to park S. I do have to keep training. I need someone to push me. My mom just didn't know when, when is it mom and when is it coach? And we, we didn't know that situation at the time. So we went back to park at, I'm going to say like in December, maybe cause I compete, I was going to compete at the 2004 KUI or um, sorry, not KUI, PKI. So park at invitational. And in January, I dislocated my ankle, like right off bars. I, I dislocated it. And then I was like, well, I think this is the end. I, I don't know if this is ever going to happen. So we went to the doctors. I got my ankle checked. Um, they, I will say Mrs. Strauss came with me. They told me I had a bone bruise and that was it. So I came back. I think three weeks later, if that started training again, I just dislocated my ankle. It was so messed up. It wasn't very, it was so bad. Um, so I did classic. I think I got eight. I, I don't know. It wasn't a very good <laughs> competition. I didn't even go for my dismount off theme. I just, I, I couldn't use my foot like I wanted to. And I just knew already that my decision wasn't going to be my decision. It was going to be, um, it was already made. Basically, I think it was already made that I'm not healthy enough. There will never be a chance for me to make the Olympic team. So I quit after that first classics and said I, I made it to championships, but I didn't even go. Cause it was, I was already doomed. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, you mentioned parkettes, and I actually wanted to ask you what it was like for you training there because there have been a lot of people in the gymnastics world that are like critical of Bill and Donna's coaching methods and um, mm -hmm. former parkettes gymnast Jennifer Say, she was really critical of them too. So I was just wondering what was your experience like at parkettes? I will say I did not have the worst time at parkettes. I mean, there were some kids, yes. Uh, they had a rough time. Um, but I, you know, growing up, I was there for 11 years. They were like my second family. And um, I went in and did my job most of the time. I didn't start, we didn't start conflicting until like I was 16, 17. And then that, they were just so surprised on how I was acting. And at the time I was a kid and yeah, we couldn't mix the way I was acting to what you know so but I didn't have a bad time with them I, I mean they were really good to me and I did my job like I said in the gym so I don't think I had any issues with them like I they weren't forcing me to do things I would just do and do everything right. towards the end that's when it got where it was my parents had a meeting every other day because of this and uh, and we just were clashing and it wasn't working and um that's when it they basically and i won't even say it was donna and well donna <laughs> it 
I wasn't Donna at all. Mrs. Strauss was very good to me mm-hmm. the whole time I was there. Um, I will say some of the other coaches were just downright mean mm-hmm. towards the end. And like I said, some of them said it wasn't for me. It was for them to make the Olympic team. And, you know, I don't even think those coaches would have been on the floor, to be honest, to, if I would have made the Olympic team. And I think not – and it wasn't just me. Um, getting treated this way. It was everyone that was trying for the Olympics, and I think we all felt that it's getting down to the last year and how much pressure are you going to be able to keep up with. And I guess I cracked, and I, I couldn't keep up with it. And I think it was just awful for how long I was there for how I was getting treated. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, back then I had – I didn't want to leave the gym. I didn't want to try a different gym. But now thinking back, maybe I should have found someone else that was going to actually work with me and help me through whatever I was going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of the criticism, too, comes from, it was, I think, that 2002, maybe it was 2003 documentary, Pursuing the Perfect Ten, which you yeah. were in it a little bit. Were you asked to be yeah. in it, though? Because you made, like, some small uh, appearances, but you weren't one of the main elite gymnasts that were featured in it, which I thought was kind of interesting because you were one of the top gymnasts at that time. Yeah, my parents told them I did to not put me in it. Oh, okay. Um, at that time, we weren't seeing eye to eye. My parents and the park at staff uh, I mean there was a conflict between them there was a conflict between me actually I think in one of the little clips I was getting yelled at on beam I actually uh, left the gym that day um after she said do you want to leave you can leave and I did I walked off and I left but yeah it was not a um very pleasant like yeah you have a little mistake here and there and you get yelled at or whatever and we get over it but this was not ever ending the past few years I was there so um and and on a lot of it you know was because of USA Gymnastics as well as going to some of these meets and getting hurt and them making us still work out and train and do stuff and my actually Mr. Schuss I think gotten us arguments for them making me trying so it wasn't Park S at the time making me do stuff it was Marta you know saying no she has to I mean she but um so I think all around there was a lot of conflict a lot of fighting for what for why I all I was trying to do is you know pursue my dream to go to the Olympics why did it have to get so like political or whatever it was or this is not for you anymore I just don't get that part of it yeah um when you look back now you know being an adult and the knowledge and the wisdom that you have when you look back on your time as an elite gymnast was there something that like you think you needed or wish that you would have gotten during that time whether it be from USA Gymnastics your own coaches parents whatever I mean was there something that you feel like you needed at that time I think I I I wish it would have ended completely different. I mean, I hated gymnastics. I still hated gymnastics until just a few years ago. Um, I don't think it should have ever, ever got to that point. Um, I wish we could have worked things out a little bit better and maybe them talk to me just a little bit more as as a, a young teen, you know, finally getting into, you know, what, you know, as an adult, hormones are a big thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 
it changes you, it changes your mood, it changes everything. And to be honest, I'm, a, I'm an awful person <laughs> um, with that, the hormones and stuff. You know, I, I, I even pregnant, I was just this bear. <laughs> but I wish my coaches would have seen me as on a young teen growing instead of me as a 10, 12-year-old little machine working every two seconds. Um, I wish they would have progressed with me a little bit and kind of figured me out turning into, you know, a young adult. And I think they just wanted me to be that 10 to 12 year old. I'm going to tell you to do this and you'll just do it because that's what you've done. Um, you know, as a coach, honestly, I was like them, you know, hard on my kids and you have to do it. You have to do it. You have to do it. And I would come home and, and I'd be like, I am an awful person. Like, I don't feel, feel like happy. You know, I feel like once you leave the gym, you should feel, oh, well, that was an accomplished day. That was awesome. We did this, we did. I was feeling like, wow, this was, this is not how I want my gymnast to be. This is how I was treated. Why am I treating them like that? But that's all I've known. I mean, yeah. that's all they I got taught by was screaming and yelling and you have to do this, you have to do that. And I, we just did, we were machines. That's what we did. And you know, I stepped back from coaching just recently, and honestly, I've never been happier. Like, I feel like a whole weight has lifted off of me, and I'm just that, I think the stress of always wanting to be perfect kind of just, like, lifted off and said, you know what, this isn't, I just need a break from it. But, I, yeah, I do wish they would have just kind of, with everyone, you know, just kind of progress with that person. You know, we grow, we change. You're going to have kids that are just going to keep going the way they are, but there are those that, like I did, I changed. I changed my personality. I changed everything about me, and they were, like, shocked, and I don't think they could figure it out at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, we both watched the documentary again last night just to, like, refresh our memory of like, what was in it and stuff, and one thing that I thought was interesting was that a lot of the gymnasts that were featured in it, they were being, like, touted as the next Olympian. They, they all kind of were, and a lot of them either burnt out or they were plagued by injuries. I just thought that was kind of interesting. It kind of makes you question, you know, if that kind of demanding coaching style works. Yeah, I don't know. Do you, in the end, do you lose more than you gain from it? I mean, I will say, if I've never trained like I did before, I would have never been able to come back in, at 32 years old or whatever I was. I would have never, ever been able to just jump up and do the things I've done. You know, like I got up and did a full swing down out of nowhere. Out of After eight years. I mean, and if I wasn't taught the way I was and trained, I don't think I would ever ever been able to just come back it would have took me a lot longer yeah um but I'm not saying how they coached me was awful and was horrible my problems again were a little bit later when I was older but I just think the ones they wanted to become an elite was just almost like they wanted the numbers to be higher than you know, like, they don't want just one elite. They want 10, you right. know? So, 
if you are a decent level 10, we'll make you an elite. Let's just throw you up there. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, at the time, it just seemed like that they just wanted a number. Like, I want to have 20 elites at my gym. Uh, you know, and some people did progress, but some just got hammered. And I, it was not fair to them, I, the gymnast. It was not fair to them to be tortured that way. No, I shouldn't say tortured, but just like, be a good level 10, get a scholarship, stay healthy, have fun. And we were never taught that. Like it was Olympic, Olympic, Olympic. Um, we never got taught that college was good. Um, college was a down step, you know, a downgrade from the Olympics. And, you know, to be honest, I hated my college experience. I, I hated going to, um, I guess I was never around a team oriented group. Like we were so individually, like this is Crystal's, her goal. This is Nicole's goal. This is Tia's goal. When we competed, we never felt like we were a team. We were always competition and, you know, against each other. And I think that was awful too. I, I feel like you're a team. And that's what I try to bring it the most to our gym is we're a team. We still, yes, we compete against each other, but we still have to be a, helpful to each other and help each other out and cheer each other on and we were never allowed to do any of that like yeah. we're not allowed to cheer at competitions for even a different team oh my gosh we would like get this death stare if we said come on why are you cheering for her <laughs> you know like it was just awful so when I went to Penn State I was not the cheerer I was not the come on you can run down the vault runway good job <laughs> like I, that just wasn't me and I, I feel awful for that because I feel like I brought Penn State team down at the time because I was just, just not in the right state of mind I didn't go to the Olympics and that was my dream forever and I was burned out and you know I, I you know you have to be taught to help your team like you yeah. I, I was just never taught that. So I just was that, why are you cheering for me? I'm only doing a back handspring on me. <laughs> why? And I, and then they were like, cause we're a team. And I just could not get the concept of that. And I was just so over it. And, and you know, I, I wish uh, maybe that too, like we would have just got taught to, it's okay to cheer. It's okay to not think of your routine 24 hours a day, you know? Right. Was college gymnastics something that was always on your radar or was it mostly just the Olympics? just the Olympics. Okay. Um, I, I never wanted to go to college. I'm, I'm not a very good, like, student. So schooling was very hard for me. I mean, I did get homeschooled and everything, but um, so I hated school, I, and I never wanted to go. Then I got this opportunity to get a full-ride scholarship, and I honestly now, as an adult and having kids, I was very selfish at the time. And maybe it was because my parents like, yeah, you're going to college and we, it's free. You're going to go. So I went. I hated every part of it. I hated the team, not the girl. Like, I didn't hate the girls at all. I just hated, I think, gymnastics. Mm -hmm. I just hated it. I didn't want to do it anymore, but I had to because I was on a full ride. Um, I hated school. I was awful in school so I hated that like it was the worst I think I was only there a year and a half of my life I was very depressed um 
I, I maybe I shouldn't say this, but I learned how to party <laughs> a little bit. You know? I think everyone in college does. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like I, I was finally a person on my own and I made, I was having fun other than the gymnastics part. And I, I did get a really bad concussion. Um, so I competed one season with them and then I got a really bad concussion, which still affects me to like still today. Oh. Um, but I just kind of was like, this is that I need to end it. Like I need to just be done with gymnastics, be done with school. And, um, I, so I left school, I don't know, in 2005, November of 2005, I think. Or something. You only competed your freshman year, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was going to like start going and then it was like right before the season, I got this concussion and I just kind of like called it quits and I wanted to be done with everything. No, I mean, I, now I wish I would have stuck with college, but um, the gymnastics part, I just was done. And honestly, my ankle that I dislocated and was just a bone bruise, um, in 2009, I went to the doctors and they're like, so what were you? I was like, I was a gymnast, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, you should not be able to walk. Like there's no ligaments attached at all in my ankle. So my wow. ankle's completely fake and wrapped all together. Um, so yeah, it was just like, I just kept training on it and doing stuff because a bone bruise is supposed to just heal. But um, but nothing was attached anymore. And even in college, I did hurt it. Like it just kept rolling and rolling. And even they didn't really look at it. They just saw your real drink will tape it up. Yeah. And it was nothing on them at all. They, they knew my ankle was hurt, but again, we only thought it was a bone bruise that should have healed by now. But, um, so in 2009, I got just a re, you know, reconstructive surgery on my ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wanted to ask you real quick. So in regards to college, did you get offers from other colleges or like we're, I'm sure, I'm sure there was a bunch of colleges that probably wanted you on their team. So did you get offers? Did you look at other colleges? Yeah. Uh, well, to be honest, when I was 10, I got my first <laughs> college thing in the mail and it was from Stanford. Yeah. And I just giggled because I knew I was never going to Stanford. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, we got a lot of, people from 10 years and older that were sending just emails or not not emails then actual mail <laughs> um to our house and stuff but i i wanted to go to arizona state and um and asu and i, I actually went to see asu and I, I think you had to pick five at the time you could go on five recruiting trips so i went to asu i loved it and John Spini was the coach at the time. And I think he knew every part of my gymnastics career, like that he knew more than I knew. <laughs> it was nice to know like someone actually was watching and cared. And um, the only thing is I'm a very family person. So I knew I would have to fly and I was very not, I was not gonna do that. <laughs> so um, then, I, we actually had to contact Penn State to tell them that I was a senior. <laughs> they didn't know. Um, and I just felt like they just weren't. Um, I love Jess. 
Um, now I'm not going to remember her last name, um, but she was the assistant coach there. But it was that Steve Shepard was the head coach, and we did not get along <laughs> at all. I love the girls. When I went on my recruiting trip, I just felt like family to them, and like they were great. So you know, my freshman year, everyone seemed like they got along, and it was really nice. Um, I was kind of a rebel and was just in an awful spot then but the coaching we just did not click either um but I know he's not there anymore but I like um I liked Penn State just I think because honestly it's only an hour and a half from my house so um it was close and just easy to drive home whenever I needed to Mm -hmm. Um, and I was also curious to know what, what are your thoughts on the athlete a documentary that just came out on Netflix? I saw you posted on Instagram that it kind of brought back some memories from your time as a gymnast in your younger years. Was that yeah. hard for you to watch that? Very hard. Yes. Very, very hard. It, it was very sad. Um, you know, to feel like I was in the mix of all of that, you know, like it, it's, awful it's not pleasant to watch it's, I and I've watched it like three times be, just because I can't finish you know like getting started and I'm like I just can't do it so yeah. I have to wait a little bit but you know it, it's just just cringe and I get cringe every time I watch it too like I can't believe we trusted USA Gymnastics and we trusted Larry and we just we just thought he was the most amazing person and you just felt comfortable around him and you felt, you felt comfortable around the national staff and you just, they were family because we were there so much and we were around them so much. And just to know that they let that happen to how many people and how many, not people, kids, they let this happen to kids that have no say at all. And, you know, it, even with, I know I did say about my experience on some of the things, um, like why did my coaches allow me to climb this mountain that was way too high? I was in flip-flops. I broke my ankle and tore my same knee all in one just a day before this. I was in so much pain. Why did they let me go up that? Like, Okay, yes, it was just a walk, and it was just to go see a waterfall. It wasn't like they were making me do gymnastics, but still, like, I was, what, what I, I think, uh, 12 years old at the time, 12 or 13. What am I going to say? Nope, I'm staying here by myself. Like, I can't right. do that. I'm too young to stay by myself. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's almost like you don't even have a choice. No, no. And, okay, let's just say, well, Crystal can't do this. That's okay. Leave her here with the trainer. Um, at the time, I think it was, um, her name was Melanie. I don't remember her last name, but she, she was our, 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 you know, the therapist there. She could have stayed with me. I don't know. I just like little simple things like that did not have to happen. And I know that's just such a minor thing, but that minor thing, I'm 34 years old and I still think of that, you know what I mean? That stuck with me and, and just like little things even that my coaches said or did and affect me still today and I have a daughter that is somewhat interested in gymnastics she's not 100% into it but she loves you know just learning things and 
I, I'm almost trying to talk her out of doing gymnastics. That's how bad, like, I, I just don't want her to ever go through any of this. And yeah, sorry, I'm like tearing up, but, um, I just feel bad. Like, I don't, I don't think anyone should be treated that way. Yeah. And it's scary too, just cause it's like, you don't know who you can trust. You don't know who's going to be looking out for your child. Um, you should yeah. be able to trust them, but that's just not the case with USA Gymnastics right now. So, yeah, I, as a mom, I could understand your hesitation with even wanting her to do gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, to be honest, my mom runs the gym, and my mom is, you know, Nana is her coach, you know. So, again, she is in really good hands, and I coach her sometimes. And But, like, to ever know she was going to go to a training camp, I would never let her. I would never. If she got invited to one, absolutely not. I would never let her go. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's in the ranch or not. I just don't. I think I just know what goes on. They might say they've changed it, and they might, they might, may have, but I haven't been there. It's just an awful feeling for these kids. I cried every time I went to a camp. I would sit on that payphone and just stand there and talk to my mom saying, just come get me. I want to leave. I hate this place. It was awful. I, I was just the most scared and it was, did not make you feel like you wanted to be an Olympic gymnast. That's for yeah. sure. I just, I hated it. It was awful. Um, yes, I feel like you do need these training camps and I, I'm not saying they don't need them. I think it, it does help the team become one because we don't train together. I mean, the United States, we're huge. We don't get to train with people that's in California or in Pennsylvania. Like, so yes, these training camps do help out to know each other. Um, but the way they ran them and the way they did things, I just don't agree with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most people don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so you mentioned when you were making your comeback that you were like finding your love for the sport again do you feel that same way now do you I mean obviously you're done with gymnastics now but do you feel like you kind of got to end on a more positive note that you came back and you got to compete again you learned you know some new skills you got old skills back you were in great shape I mean your comeback was really good you know considering that you were you were 32 I think when you started it and you're a mom So do you feel like you kind of got to end things more on like your terms and to have a more positive ending? Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, I did try, I, I, I don't think I've ever stopped doing gymnastics because in 2007 I did compete at the Park at Invitational with my mom and I was like, okay, this is my last meet. That was a good note. I had fun at that meet. And then the Olympics is always calling my name for some reason I wanted to stop but I could not give that up it's like a voice in your head (laughs) it is and just won't leave me but um you know coming back it was like a whole different a whole different reason um you know I had three kids and I wanted them to see that you can do anything put your mind to something and you can be amazing whatever it is if it was it come back to gymnastics or as a first grader reading a book you know like you put your mind to something and you can do it no matter what and to have my kids beside me and my mom and my younger brother to spot me on things that I he has never spotted ever in his life you know like it was a whole family thing and I felt it was my term I 
I walked into that gym and I did maybe an hour workout and said, yeah, my body just can't do it anymore. I'm done. And I would leave or I would do a three hour workout saying, wow, I feel awesome today. Let's try to do this today, this today, this day. Uh, floor was awful for me. It hurt every part of my body. <laughs> so floor was a very like, let's do it once a week <laughs> kind of a thing. Yeah. And our gym was not, um, we don't have the equipment that you should have as an elite gymnast. So some of the stuff was hard and we don't have the equipment to make it easier or softer landing. So I had to very be very picky on what I did. Both never, for some reason, vault never hurt me. Um, so like hitting the board or landing, it was fine. So I did a lot more vaults. Uh, bars, I hurt my shoulder like right away when I just started coming back. So I love bars. So it was kind of crazy that I couldn't do what I wanted to do. Um, and beam didn't really hurt. So I did a lot of beam and a lot of vault. So I was just like, okay, maybe if I just stuck with that. But yeah, and, and I love that I could push myself and my I don't even know how I got to the point of I was so motivated and so determined I would wake up wake my kids up we would go to the gym and I would condition I mean the conditioning I did was unreal like that's all I did most of the time was just condition 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 and maybe a half hour workout on beam you know like so the time in the gym was more conditioning and stretching than ever doing skills um because I, I mean, I just had three kids. My stomach was nowhere. I had a C-section with uh, Mila, actually. Um, so just things are different. My abs were, my stomach, everything is just not the same. So um, you know, have to retrain some of your muscles and your body to do it so you don't hurt yourself. Um, so there was a lot of it was a lot of determination on my part of I'm just going to get up and just get it done and just keep going. And for a whole year, I was just like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And it was awesome. I, and yes, I got hurt at my last meet, but I think ending it there was the most amazing thing because my husband was right next to me. Um, yeah. And actually at that meet, I, so I was hurt. I had a broken toe, my ankle. I heard, I heard it on beam on a new skill that I was learning. I was going to put it in the routine and I heard it myself. But that morning I woke up, I got, um, I don't know if it was food poisoning or what, but I was throwing up. I couldn't stop it. I had it like every two, like 20 minutes. I was like, Brad, I don't know what to do. I'm not going to even make it to the meet. So we got to the meet and we asked the uh, trainer if they had anything to stop me from throwing up. And so they gave me uh, something to just hold it down. So I, I got through a beam. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't think I can make it through even with my foot or just be having the energy. So that, again, was like my decision of I know we just drove seven, eight hours, but I can't do it. And he was, I think he was just so proud that to see me up close and competing and then I was like, I'm so sorry. He's like, why are you sorry? You just did such an amazing thing. And I think we're just so trained to say, I'm sorry, if we can't make something. So I'm like, I'm just so sorry. He's like, don't be sorry. You just, you just competed beam and you're hurt and you're sick and you're done. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, and, but I think it was just amazing to end it that he was just so proud of me just to even try it. And, but yeah, I am grateful that. I started gymnastics. My kids watch me and they, 
to be honest, they watch my YouTube videos every single day. <laughs> every oh, day. That is so that, cute. Yeah, so that's like right there, like that's amazing. But yeah. they want to see that and I'm glad they can see that part of me. And yeah. Just not their mom always yelling at them to clean their toys up. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. Um, so did you surprise yourself with what you were able to do with your comeback? I mean, I'm, I'm sure you did, you know, to be able to get back to where you were. Did you kind of like shock your own self? Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. I, I was impressed. Like I was amazed with everything that I could do. I just never thought it would be that easy for some things. I mean, some things were extremely hard and mostly bars just because of everything. Um, the strength of everything, but I was very surprised on how I could just get up and say, well, I can just throw a double pike off the beam and I could do it. And it was easy. And it was like riding a bike. I shocked myself a lot, but I think the most, the, the most surprising thing is, is I learned new skills. Like that to me was mind blowing. Like on bars, I did, uh, you know, the reverse act in a pike position, which I've never tried in my life and could do it. And that was, you know, so that was brand new for me. I did front toe shoot one and a half pirouettes. And like, I've never been able to do these so consistent as I was doing them. And beam, I was working round off layouts. I mean, some of these skills, like, I don't know, growing up just seemed easy. But, you know, in thir at 32, trying a round off layout on beam just seemed out of the question. And I was doing them, and they were easy. <laughs> and that, that, to me, was crazy. Floor, yeah. um, not so much. Floor <laughs> was hard. Um, and I see Chelsea Memel now, and she's busting out double-doubles. I'm like, you go, girl, because that, to me, is just like my whole body just would not let me tumble. <laughs> so I'm so proud of her. I know I saw her at my first meet at the Buckeye, and she was judging bars. And she's like, you are so crazy. Why are you doing this? Why are you coming back? And now look at her. <laughs> yeah, she's the crazy <laughs> <Coming> one now. <laughs> I know. And she's, oh, my gosh, she's doing amazing. I am just, yeah. like, so proud of her for doing it because it's hard as a mom watching your three or she has two but like bringing them to the gym and worrying what they're doing and you're still a mom in your head and you're supposed to be a gymnast all at the same time so yeah she's she's kicking butt she's doing good yeah so when you look back on your whole gymnastics career from like the beginning to the end what are you most proud of um i don't know i am most I mean, I'm very proud of how my career went. Even though I didn't make the Olympics, I I love that I can tell my husband and my kids that I traveled the world. And, you know, that was amazing that I got to go to – I keep showing them little pictures that will pop up, like, I was in France when I was nine, you know, and I was this. And he – I made him get on his first airplane when we met. You know, like, he hasn't really traveled much. So I – that, I'm very grateful that I got to do that um, travel and um, and I, I, I was I, I don't like to talk about my gymnastics career my husband talks about my gymnastics career than more than I do because I just I like I did great and I just don't like to tell people that I did great it's just um, I was me you know and but you know now I keep I'm like wow I I did do that. Yes, I am a three-time junior national champion. No one has done it. And 
I think that now I'm starting to feel proud of what I've done. I never, I mean, I was proud, but I never really let people know I was. But um, I think even I said in my little post there that I never put my medals up and I never displayed them. I, I just, they could hide in the closet. My dad would steal them out of my closet and he had like this whole shrine in the living room of my stuff. And I, every day, take that down. Don't, don't put those up, take them down. So like now, now that I'm older, I'm, I, I am more proud of what I have accomplished and what I've done. And um, yeah, so I, I mean, there was good parts in gymnastics. It wasn't all bad. I, I enjoyed most of my gymnastics career. Great. Okay. Well, I think that was all we had as far as questions. Is yeah. there anything else that you wanted to say or that you wanted to talk about? Uh, no, I just thank you so much for this. And, you know, I, with that whole athlete A thing, I just, I feel devastated that it happened, but I'm so proud and so happy for everyone that spoke up and got this off their shoulders and just kind of we're making this better. We are going to try to make this better. And um, I'm so just so happy for everyone that, you know, took the time to watch this just to see how terrible it was. And um, we will make a change somehow. And I'm just very happy that if it was Maggie or if it, whoever, you know, was that first person to get this started, thank you. because it needs to be done. Yeah, I was going to say the silver lining, I think, in all of this is that now, like, the mainstream media is talking about it, and it's on Netflix, and, you know, I see people on my personal Facebook that I went to high school with who know nothing about gymnastics that are talking about that documentary. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's really cool to see, so. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing what, what I wish I can teach my kids to speak up when, and I know I was not that person. I was a very shy kid. I would keep everything in. So um, I'm trying, you know, to teach my kids to speak up. It's okay to speak up and say what happened or what's wrong or if you're hurt or if just speak up. You know, I don't care if you're seven years old, like my daughter is, you tell me anything that's happening. Um, so I'm, very very thankful for them yeah you seem like such a great mom <laughs> oh thank you i try to be <laughs> uh, they make me crazy but <laughs> uh, i am and this i uh, this right now i'm not coaching gymnastics and i'm not helping my mom right now at the gym and the re part of the reason is because i want to be a mom i feel like i let i I couldn't be who I wanted to be with my kids because I was always working or working at night. And my husband works all three shifts. So um, I was just dragging them here and there and they would cry all the time. And I just actually quarantine kind of helped me like figure that they're young. That I only have a three-year-old, five-year-old and a seven-year-old. They're so young. Um, I want to be a mom. So yeah. that's what I'm doing right now. And I, I love it. I love being a mom. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode and thank you, Crystal, for taking the time to talk with us and for sharing your story with the gymnastics world. 
If you guys are interested in following Crystal, she posts a lot of her fitness journey on her Instagram page, which you can find at Crystal's K3 Fitness if you want to give her a follow. Next week, we will be discussing unpopular opinions in the gymnastics world. So a few weeks ago, we asked you guys to send us some controversial topics, and we're finally going to be discussing those. We've been looking forward to this for a few weeks now, but it keeps getting pushed back because of interviews that we're doing. So stay tuned for that. We hope you have a great Monday and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.